Glory to God. Amen. How many of you are happy that Jesus loves you? You are blessed to experience the love of God. Amen. It is a blessing. Hallelujah. Salvation is even a blessing. Salvation is by mercy. And it's by the grace of God. Hallelujah. Don't, don't, don't ever think God owes you. We owe him everything, including our very lives. So the Bible says that it is by grace that you have been saved, not of works. Least any man should boast. So in salvation, you can't boast. That for me, because of my wildness, I was saved. Many people have heard the gospel like you heard, but the Bible says that it didn't profit them. Why did it profit you, but it didn't profit other people? It's the mercy of God. Somebody shout, Amen. Amen. So, so, this God is so great. He's so merciful. And He's so loving. Amen. Amen. And we are not only celebrating Him because of today, we'll celebrate Him all the days of our lives. Amen. Somebody shout, Amen. Amen. I think we can clap our hands together for Jesus. We can clap for Jesus, for Jesus. You can clap your hands for Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, I said amen. Glory to God. Amen. Amazing. He is amazingly beautiful. Magnifique. <laughs> Hallelujah. I mean, it's beautiful. Beautiful. Jesus is beautiful. Amen. Amen. We cannot be thankful enough for his grace and for his mercy. Don't think that you qualify to be in church today. That, I mean, you even call yourself a pastor or a child of God. Don't think that is no. It's a message of the Lord. Say amen. amen. Can we go to the word of the Lord? Glory to God. Oh, I said glory to the name of the Lord. Lift up your hands shortly and you are praying that Father, let Jesus be revealed in my heart. Let Jesus be revealed. In my heart. Let Jesus be revealed in my heart. Let Jesus be revealed in my heart. Let Jesus be revealed 
in my heart. Touch that aspect of my heart that has not been touched. And help my heart, Lord. Let Jesus be revealed. Be revealed. In my heart. In the name of Jesus. Amen. So we are looking at, we'll continue with understanding the mercy of God. Understanding the mercy of God. And um, we're able to look at what mercy is. We said that mercy is God's manifestation of his love. The manifestation of God's love to us is a mercy of God. And uh, we look from Habakkuk chapter 3 and verse 2 and Psalm 51 verse 1 and 2. You know, the Bible says that in wrath remember mercy. And so when we are supposed to be punished but God decides to forgive and withhold the punishment that we justly deserve, Bible said that it is called the mercy of God. Say amen. And uh, we said that before we go on, we have to look at certain things. Number one is that mercy is the nature of God. God is full of mercy. So we call him merciful. Full of mercy. Hallelujah. Every part of God is mercy. Amen. Number two, we also establish that mercy works with love. In other words, God cannot be merciful unto you if he does not love you. So the mercy of God stands out of his love for us. So whoever God shows mercy is because God loves the person. Amen. Number three, we also establish that mercy works with grace. Mercy works with grace. Before you will be shown the grace of God, you might have been shown the mercy of God. There is a punishment you deserve, you don't get. It is mercy. There is a blessing you don't deserve, you get. It is the grace of God. So, when a punishment is withheld from you, which is what you deserve, is a mercy of God. And a blessing that you don't deserve comes upon you, it is the grace of God. Now, for you to qualify for grace, you must first qualify for mercy. And so, when God is merciful to you, then he shows you his grace. May the Lord be merciful to you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. There was no way Paul was going to be a man with such grace if the Lord didn't show him mercy. So on his way to Damascus, God was merciful unto him and afterwards God engraced him. Shout amen. amen. Number four, we said that mercy is the reason for creation. Listen, don't think that, I mean, God was supposed to create you or you were even supposed to be born. Creation in itself is an act of the mercy of God because God didn't need man for anything. Hallelujah. When God existed, and I explained that God is self-existence. Another word, another thing that we use to define God is self-sufficient self-existent and self-sufficient he is full in, his, in, him, in himself your praises does not in, in quote add anything to God 
Say amen. amen. Whether you sing or not, it doesn't change. He is God. Anything that God wants us to do for him is not because of him but for us. When you understand it, what you do for God will change. That any act that you think you are doing it for God, it is not for God actually. It is a system of operation to be a pathway for blessing God's people. Say amen. amen. So whatever you are doing, it is because God wants to do something for you. That is why he's asking you to do it. Not because he needs it. So before creation began, he was still God. He existed. So he created us out of his mercy. Out of his compassion. Out of his blessing. Say amen. amen. The Lord is merciful. Amen. Shout amen. amen. Now mercy, we also say that mercy was the reason for Jesus. In the garden of Eden, when man sinned, God was supposed to bring forth judgment. But instead of judgment, he brought, he was merciful. So he found a way of escape and a way of deliverance for man. And so mercy was the reason why Jesus had to come and die on the cross for us. It was mercy. It was not, it was not his cross. It was not his death. Do you understand? Don't think that Jesus Christ didn't have anything to do, so he had to come and die. It was not his death. It was not his cross. Say amen. amen. So mercy was the reason for for Jesus. Number six, we said that mercy sometimes camouflages the goodness of God because sometimes the acts of God are so merciful that God delivers us from something and then you don't think that in your human mind you think God has deserted you or God has not allowed you to enjoy your blessing but in essence it is the mercy of God that is operating in our lives. Say amen. Amen. And lastly, we said that the mercy of God causes us to love God more. The more merciful he is to us, the more we love him. Amen. Amen. Powerful. Can we continue today? Right. Now, we are looking at the benefits of mercy. The benefits of mercy. Preaching Jesus and him crucified. The benefits of mercy. The benefits of mercy. What are the importance of mercy, the benefits of mercy. What are the things that mercy does for us? Number one, mercy guarantees the forgiveness of our sins. Mercy guarantees the forgiveness of our sins. So understand that it is by the mercy of God that we are forgiven. It is by the mercy of God that we are forgiven. Without the mercy of God, there's no forgiveness. Without the mercy of God, there is nothing like forgiveness. Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter 28 verse 13. It takes the mercy of God to be forgiven. It takes the mercy of God to be forgiven. If it is not for mercy, there is no way any of us will be forgiven ever. Number one, 
Forgiveness unto salvation. Forgiveness unto eternal redemption. There is no way it is going to be possible. He that covereth his sin shall not prosper. But whosoever confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. So, mercy comes when you confess. And it is the confession that leads to forgiveness. Based on the mercy that you, give, you get. So, when you confess, mercy appears. And when mercy appears, forgiveness follows. So, for there to be forgiveness, there must be mercy. And for there to be mercy, there must be confession. And it takes the mercy of God to be forgiven. In Isaiah chapter 1 verse 18, the Bible said, Come now, let us reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, it shall be as white as snow. And though your sins be as red as crimson, it shall be as wool. So God is saying that no matter the extent of your sin, come to me. Let us reason together. In other words, come and think like me. When you think like yourself, you condemn yourself. But have the mind that I have for you. That heart that I feel for you. Somebody shout amen. So it is of his message that we are not consumed. It is his message that causes us to walk in forgiveness. Somebody shout amen. First John chapter 1 verse 8. It's an amazing scripture that most of us are aware of. That talks about forgiveness. If we say we have no sin, that is a very dangerous statement. We deceive ourselves. One way Bible is saying that a lot of people walk in deception when they are walking in a life of self-righteousness. Are you listening to what I'm saying? So he's talking to Christians. And he's saying that if you say that you are not sinned, you are deceiving yourself. What is the remedy? And the truth is not in you, but if we confess our sins, it brings in two attributes of God. He is just and faithful. In other words, the day that God ceases to forgive sins, he loses his faithfulness and he loses how just he is. Somebody shout amen. amen. Let me tell you something. That how, you see, when we say somebody is just, what it means is that for a just person, when you do the wrong thing, a just person will have to punish you for it. And that is, how, that is what we are saying God is. We are saying God is just. And so that is why some people debate it and say that if God is just, why doesn't he give us the punishment that is due us? Because when we say God is just, what we are saying is that he doesn't cover things. Red is red, green is green. When we say that a judge is just, it means that this judge, you can't bribe him. Any mistake, small mistake, you are going to jail. You understand? So, when we say that God is just, it means that when you sin, the punishment that is due you, is supposed to give it to you. Why then do we still say that he is just? He is just in himself because of his eternal wisdom. And this is how it operates. 
when a man sins and God is supposed to impute the punishment upon that man he now considers the cross and what Jesus did on the cross that the man is supposed to be punished but the punishment has been given already so he is so just that because the punishment has already been given he cannot punish you again Are you here? So that is how just God is. And he's righteous because that is the other word for just. He's so righteous that he cannot overlook the cross and impute man's unrighteousness on him. So one aspect of God just, God being righteous is that when you sin, punish him. But another part is that when he sinned and I want to punish him, the consequences of that punishment has already been borne by somebody on the cross. And so I cannot punish him again because if I punish him again, then now I am not being a righteous judge. Somebody shout amen. So if we say we confess our sins, the Bible says that he is faithful. That is why no matter how criminal somebody is, the moment the person says, I give my life to Christ, the faithfulness of God comes into play. He hangs on the line. That is why on the cross, even on the cross, without baptism or sorrow, but Jesus Christ told the person, that that you have acknowledged me, you shall be with me in paradise. That is the power of the mercy of God. Somebody shout amen. So it is the mercy of God that forgives us. It is not your English and the grammar you use to communicate to God that makes him forgive you. Say amen. It is the mercy of God. And he is just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now he goes to verse 2 in 1 John chapter 2 verse 1. My little children so you know that he's talking to believers these things I write unto you that ye sin not first of all he said that if you say you have not sinned you are deceiving yourself and then I realized that maybe he's wanting to bring in this to let you know that that is not the license to sin so then let me bring your mind to the fact that you sin not but then if any man sin he has an advocate with the father Jesus Christ the righteous somebody shout amen. amen so the reason why God will forgive is because of what Jesus Christ did see Jesus can be God but if he fails to be Lord you don't have eternal life A Lord is a master. A Lord is somebody you obey. So, uh, so that is why we are, suppo- we are we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and our Savior. That is what gives somebody eternal life. When you receive Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, you can know him as God. Many people can know him like that. But if you fail to acknowledge him, 
his lordship over your life there cannot be eternal life somebody shout amen there cannot be eternal life hallelujah number two mercy justifies a man before God and makes mercy justifies us before God and makes us the children of God mercy justifies us before God it is the mercy of God that justifies us listen these things are made available the, the justification is by reason of the shed blood of Jesus if Jesus did not shed his blood on the cross there will not be justification now this is the meaning of justification justification is that when you sin you take on the nature of the devil when you sin you die when you sin you fall short of the glory of God any soul that sinned shall die for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God so when you sin you fall short of the glory of God you lose the nature of God and when you confess your sins what happens is that the moment mercy comes in you receive the righteousness of Christ which is called the imputational righteousness in other words the moment your sins are forgiven you you take on a new identity somebody shout amen, amen. you take on a new identity like Zechariah chapter 3 when the high priest went before God and his garment was dirty that is his garment changed in Luke chapter 15 we see the story of the prodigal son who came and a new garment was put on him that is the connection so justification is you, your garment your old garment has been taken away and a new garment of righteousness of Christ has been put on you in other words when a man who has confessed and has been forgiven stands before God God sees him as perfect somebody shout amen, amen. so it, it is the mercy of God that makes us just and that makes us righteous it is the mercy of God somebody shout amen it takes the mercy of God whenever a person stands before God and cannot be comfortable in the presence of God that means that there is another thing present in his life that is not God what cleans you what wipes you what washes you is the blood of Jesus and that is what justifies us in the presence of the Lord it is the blood of Jesus somebody shout amen you see Bible says that he is the propitiation for our sins and not our sins only but the sins of the whole world first john chapter 2 verse 2 
When we say that something is a propitiation, it means that God is so big that we have sinned against him. And because we have sinned against him, we must appease him. Also, I mean, so you must appease God. God is so big that nothing can appease him. No man qualifies enough to be able to tell God it's okay. We are please forgive. Or I can give you something and you let, let it go. Let me give you something and let it go. So God is so big in himself. Anything he needs to appease himself can only come from him. No man, nothing, animals couldn't do it. So God in his wisdom now has to bring God to come and satisfy God. Because it will take only God to satisfy God. No other person can satisfy him. Somebody shout amen. amen. Oh, I said shout amen. amen. Do you understand? So it, it's talking about the sufficiency of God. How that God needs nothing, wants nothing, without everything being absent, he's still God. Now this God is saying that you have done something against me. But you must appease me. Kill bulls and goats. But it, it can't. These are things I have made. For me to be appeased. It is only something from within me. Or myself that can appease myself. So in his wisdom. The word of God. Came. And became flesh. And because the word was God. It took the word of God which became Jesus to be able to pacify God and satisfy the demands of eternal domination once and for all somebody shout amen, amen. oh I said shout amen, amen. Well, you see when Jesus came the devil was not sure of what God wanted to do even though God had given the devil the apple already in Genesis he had already told the devil, this is what I'm going to do. It's like going to write an exams and your lecturer has given you the question and you still fail. The Father, the Word, the Spirit. God must come to die because it will take only God to pacify God. So the word came, put into the womb of a woman, and became flesh. And he dwelt amongst us, and we beheld his glory. The glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace, full of truth. It was the wisdom of God and the mercy of God that made Jesus God, the word, came on this earth. It was the mercy of God. Somebody shout amen. amen. Do you know that when Jesus was walking on this earth, he was fully 100% God, 100% man. He needed to put on these two natures in, in one person. That's what we call the hypostatic union. Fully comprehending and apprehending and combining. Then full percentage of God, full percentage of man. He was not 50% God, 50% man. He was fully God. He was fully man. But there were issues that he had to submit his godliness. 
or his i mean godliness is even an understatement his godness if there is something like that his god nature he had to submit it in order for his human nature to manifest for example when we say that jesus wept no way god can weep except he becomes a man so there were times that he put on the god aspect there were times that he put away the god aspect and put take on a man aspect because of the assignment because of what he had to do somebody shout amen, amen. oh i say shout amen. amen there were times that because his time was not up he put on the god aspect i mean can you imagine that he was preaching in the in the synagogue they were so angry with him they took him to the pinnacle going to throw him away these people that were going to throw him away got to the edge of the <coughs> of the pinnacle and then he turned and the bible said he walks he walked amongst amongst them he left angry mob gets you to the peak of the mountain the only thing they have to do is to push you and that is why the bible will say that because his time was not yet up you cannot kill god He had to submit himself. Somebody shout amen. amen. You see, before creation, there was nothing like the Father. There, is, there was nothing like God the Father. God the Father became necessary because of the coming of Jesus. Because Jesus, for Jesus to now come in the flesh, he must be submitted under the Godhead. And then the Godhead said that from today, I beget you. In other words, I mean, for you to give birth to somebody, you must exist before the person. So I am there and I give birth to you. So before you even come, I am waiting for you. But in the Godhead, it wasn't like that. The two of them were there. and said that you, from today, I have begotten you. I shall be a father unto you. So in other words, it's like I have met Pastor Danny and I like him so much that from today, I am your father. You shall be a son unto me. He had the choice, not to, but, but then let it be so for now. So from today, so when people, when many people ask, why is God, why is Jesus the son of God? Jesus is the son of God, not because he physically gave birth to Jesus. He's the son of God as a representation of obedience and submission to the father who is the head of the Godhead. Somebody shout amen. amen. Because son is used in generic term to mean somebody who is under submission. So God the Father, the first God, the God of the, the first God of the Godhead, said that from today I am Father, you are Son, because of the assignment we are going to do. From today I have begotten you; you are now my child. So you are a son. I am a father. So when Jesus came, he said, "You people, you don't know." When I say, I, God is my father, you don't understand. There's no difference between God and myself. I and my father, we are one. He, he, they couldn't understand. So he said, that, listen, anyone who has seen me, you have seen God. In the goodest understand, he said that, listen, I am God manifesting in the flesh. If you see me, that is God manifesting in the flesh. Somebody shout amen. Somebody shout amen. So, so when God the word of God was put into the womb of a woman. It came out as flesh called Jesus. And when he came, because of the divine agreement that had taken place, he had to submit and humble himself and become a son to fulfill righteousness. Somebody shout amen. 
Oh, I said shout amen. amen. And the devil at some point wanted to figure out what was going to happen out. So he wanted to kill Jesus. That was all his aim. He took him to the garden in Luke chapter 4, Matthew chapter 4, when Jesus was fasting. But Jesus was able to navigate. But the Bible said the devil left him for a moment. Because the devil was going to prepare to come. There is no way that the devil would have allowed Jesus to die if he knew that was a redemption of man. There was no way. That's what the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 2. He said that if the princess of this world had known, if they had known, if a real world two for had known, they wouldn't have crucified the Lord of glory. They didn't know. The devil thought that in killing Jesus, he was destroying God's agenda. Not knowing that it was actually killing Jesus that was fulfilling God's agenda. So if the princess of this world had known, they wouldn't have crucified the Lord of glory. They didn't know. So the devil thought that in crucifying Jesus, that was the end. But actually in crucifying Jesus, he was not just going to die. He was coming to resurrect. And not resurrect alone. Resurrect with every human being. That was what was going to happen. So when Jesus Christ resurrected, we resurrected together with Christ Jesus. Somebody shout amen. But that's why the Bible said, well, you were dead in sins and trespasses. I mean, for God who is great in mercy for the great love where he loved us after he has done all these things and when he was Jesus Christ was rising we rose up with Jesus so it was through his death that we died because I mean in fact we were already dead he came to meet us dead and when he was coming up when God was raising him up all of us was we all, all rose up and then we were all brought into sonship. Somebody shout amen. amen. Somebody shout Jesus. Jesus. Come on, shout it Jesus. Jesus. When everything was done, he had cried to God because he had become sin. God couldn't look at him because God hates sin. God couldn't look at God because God had put on sin. And he had to die. But it is through his death that we had life. It is through his death that we had resurrection. That is why Christians are not so enthused about Jesus dying. Because anybody can die. What we are enthused about is his resurrection. Because not everybody can resurrect. Every other person that was resurrected in the Bible died again. He is the only one who died. And lived amongst the disciples for 40 days, 40 nights. He took them to the, to the, to the mountain. And he was ascending. And they saw him going. And he said that the same way you see me go, that is the same way you shall see me come. This, is, this doesn't sound like somebody who ran away from hell. Somebody shout amen. So it is by the mercy of God, the love of the Christ, that is why we have eternal salvation and we are justified of God. We have the right standing with God. We can stand before God. So 
have come to the throne of grace with confidence that you might obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. It is the mercies of God. Somebody shout amen. amen. Oh, I said shout amen. amen. The mercies of God. The mercies of God. Number three. Mercy brings restoration to the destiny of a man. Mercy brings restoration. It takes the mercy of God to be restored. If it is not for the mercy of God, when you lose something, when you miss something, you have missed it for eternity. Give your life to Jesus. Today he doesn't come. Give your life to Jesus. After five years, he doesn't come. Give your life to Jesus. After six years, he doesn't come. And God is still patient. Running after him. Because his mercies are new every morning. If it was not the mercy of God, the day you disobeyed God, God wanted you to go and preach to somebody and you didn't go. Because he said that... (laughs) I shall require their blood from your hands. If it was not so, if the day you missed it, you missed it forever, when you meet God in heaven, he will have to ask you for the blood of that person. But it is the mercy of God that brings restoration. It is God's mercy that can restore a man and that can restore a woman. It is the mercy of God. Say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Many, many, many of us don't understand how the mercy of God operates. That's what the Bible says that the gift of God, including the Holy Spirit, is without repentance. It is it is just an act of the mercies of God that you are supposed to be here by now but you are not there the only thing that can bring you there is the mercy of God I'm supposed to have received this thing by now but I have not gotten it because I did something wrong and in spite of how wrong you did what wrong you did the mercy of God can correct it and bring you back to that place. It's called restoration. Somebody shout amen. amen. In God, nobody's story is over unless he is dead. In God, nobody's story is over. You don't count anybody out until the person is dead. The person can rise up and become greater than he was even meant to be because of the mercies of the Lord. Because of the mercies of God. First Peter chapter 2 verse 9. He's telling them that you are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. A peculiar people. That you should show for the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous. So, so you are all these things because of verse 10. You are not qualified for the mercy. But now he has shown us mercy. We have obtained mercy. We are not qualified. But now he has given us mercy. He has been merciful unto us. And so we have become the children of God. Somebody shout amen. Anything you have lost in life. 
may the mercy of God cause a restoration in Jesus name I said may the mercy of God cause a restoration in the name of Jesus a blessing you lost because of your own disobedience may the mercy of the Lord bring restoration in the name of Jesus Christ may the mercy of the Lord bring restoration in the name of Jesus Christ somebody shout amen you off they can count you out they can think that that is your end but the day you find mercy is a new beginning for you the day you find mercy is a new day for you the day you find mercy it is a full restoration for you somebody shout amen may the lord be merciful unto you and restore you and restore you and restore you in the name of jesus christ the mercy of God brings restoration. So he said that the years that the canker worm and the power worm have chewed, those years I'm going to restore unto you. I'm going to restore unto you. Anything that devil took from you, anything that was lost because of ignorance, because of sin, because of disobedience, I declare in the name of Jesus, let there be a restoration. Let there be a restoration. Let there be a restoration. In the name of Jesus Christ. Somebody shout amen. Oh, I said shout amen. There was some breakthrough that was supposed to happen. But something happened and then you lost it. The mercy of God is connecting you back to a higher degree of that blessing. To a higher degree of that grace. To a higher degree of that breakthrough. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody shout amen. Listen. There was a time in your life that God has destined that a particular grace, a particular oil, and a particular function will operate in your life. But some things happen and you miss that season and you miss that time. What can bring you back to that time is the mercy of God. We call for the mercy of God. We call for the mercy of God. We call for the mercy of God. May the mercy of the Lord come upon us tonight. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Somebody shout amen. Amen. So there will be something. It was God that prepared it. It was your destined time. It was your opportune time. But you missed it. And this thing that was missed was not because of the devil per se, but because you allowed the devil to operate. And so it was lost. That is the, how powerful mercy is. When it is your fault, mercy still says no. When it is your fault, you are supposed to lose, lose it forever. Mercy still says that when you come back to your senses, I can bring you that opportunity again and I can give you a new beginning. I can give you a new beginning. Somebody shout amen. Listen. Lift up your right hand. Wherever you missed, whatever you missed, Whatever you lost, spiritually, financially, socially, maritally, academically, in your profession, in your career, anything you lost because of something you committed, anything you lost because of the way you lived, anything you lost because of an act of sin, I decree by the message of God, may there be a restoration, may there be a restoration, may there be a restoration, in the name of Jesus.
Jesus Christ. Somebody shout amen. The mercy of God. The mercy of God. Listen. It is not over yet. I said it is not over yet. I said it is not over yet. The devil is afraid. The devil does not want you to know that God is merciful. The devil does not want you to know that God is able to restore. God is able to restore. God is able to restore. Lift up your hands. Shout, I know. Shout, I know. That my redeemer lives. Shout, I know. That my redeemer lives. That my redeemer lives. That my redeemer lives. Shout, amen. Yes. Maybe you don't understand this. But today, somebody is having a new beginning. I said today somebody is having a new beginning. They are receiving a new beginning. They are receiving a new day. I start over. I start over. I start over. I start over. In the name of Jesus. People will see you and they will ask, I don't know how come this thing is in your life. But you will tell them it is the mercy of God. It is the mercy of God. Somebody shout amen. amen. Take your seat. Zechariah chapter 10 and verse 6. It is the mercy of God that brings restoration. Financial restorations. Spiritual restoration. The restoration of gifts and abilities. Look at what the Bible says. And I will strengthen the house of Judah. And I will save the house of Jacob. And I will bring them again to place them. For I have mercy upon them. And they shall be as though I had not cast them off. It shall be as if you have not done anything wrong. It shall be as if no wrong thing has been seen in your life. It shall be as if no bad thing has been done in your life. It shall be a new day. You shall be a new person. For I, the Lord, I will hear them. Somebody shout amen. Listen. He said that, and I will bring them again to that place, to place them where they were supposed to have been. The place they missed it, I will bring them again. And this time around, he said, I will save them and I will strengthen them. I will save them and I will strengthen them. Whatever strength you needed to overcome the first time, that strength is coming upon you. That strength is coming upon you. That strength is coming upon you. Somebody pray, pray in your spirit, pray in your spirit. The strength of God, the energy of the spirit, the people of the hand of Glory to God. The next point. Mercy 
preserves our life. Mercy preserves our life. Hey, Lamentation chapter 3, verse 22. It is the mercy of God that preserves us. You, you cannot be too careful. When you, you see a man operating under the mercy of God, witches cannot cut him off. They will try, but they will not succeed. It is by the mercy of God that we are still walking around. In spite of all the arrows, in spite of all the enchantments, we are still here because of the mercy of God. Somebody shout amen. Listen, it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. It is the mercy of God that you are not consumed. That you are not being killed. That you have not been buried. That you have not been destroyed. It is of the mercy. It is of the mercy. It is of the mercy of God. The mercy of God. The mercy of God. Listen. See. If God will show you the kind of things that came against you, that came against you. In the season you were not praying. You were not fasting. You were not doing anything. I mean you were just there. If God will show you what came against you. And you are still here. If God will show you. You will appreciate the mercy of God. Because you were supposed to be. You were supposed to be battered by the enemy. But the mercy of God. Brought preservation on us. May the mercy of God preserve you. I said, may the mercy of the Lord preserve your life. May the mercy of the Lord keep your life. In the name of Jesus Christ. Somebody shout, Amen. We would have been finished by many situations and circumstances. Some things that finished others didn't finish us. The things that ended other people, it didn't end us. The things that cause people to lose faith in God, we are still here. It is the mercy of God. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 25, we see the story, I think, of Epaphroditus. Philippians chapter 2, verse 25. Philippians. Yet I suppose it's necessary to send unto you Epaphroditus, my brother and companion in labor, fellow soldier, but your messenger. And he that ministered to my wants. Verse 26. For he longed after you all and was full of heaviness because that ye have heard that he had been sick. So Epaphroditus, which was a great servant of God, was sick. And this was a sickness unto death. Look at what happened. For indeed he was sick night unto death. What delivered him was the mercy of God. But the Bible said, but God had mercy on him. God had mercy on him. Listen, there are some of us, we can be sitting here, there will be some sicknesses in our bodies we don't even know. It, it, it is the mercy of God. It is the mercy of God. Anything that is supposed to take your life, is coming after your life. May the mercy of the Lord deliver you in the name of Jesus. Anything that is coming after your life, may the mercy of the Lord deliver you in the name of Jesus. May the mercy of the Lord deliver you in the name of Jesus. When the prodigal son left the father, when the prodigal son left the father and he came back, 
he was restored but you see the father could have told him that now I don't trust you so be around for some time and then let me observe some few things if I observe it I will give you a ring back if I observe it that you are now correct you know I will I will give you a new garment if I observe you are now correct you will be called my son but when this father agreed to restore him it was done with speed at that same moment everything came back to normal somebody shout amen amen lift up your hands oh person the grace for speed when I lost it and as I am being restored give me speed to catch up with divine timing give me speed speed to catch up speed to catch up speed we are praying lift up your right hand lift it up see the devil the devil can steal things from you when your life allows him there are certain things there are certain things that the devil can steal because John 10 10 says that he came to steal so one of the things he does is to steal he doesn't only steal lives he steals blessings that is ordained for people say amen amen but you see today he has been caught say amen, amen. I said today the devil has been caught in Proverbs chapter 6 verse 31 Bible talks about when a thief is caught and the devil is a thief Bible says the thief cometh to do what? to do what? so who is a thief here? the devil now but if a thief be found he shall restore sevenfold say amen say amen he shall restore how many fold? how many fold? and you don't pray for double portion it's a perfection of restoration perfection of restoration that means that everything that has been it is coming in full track perfection of restoration you want to lift up your voice and pray that father whatever thing was stolen today I take it back I declare a perfect restoration a perfect restoration in the name of Jesus Christ the mercy of God has the capacity to rewrite the story of your life. The mercy of God. It makes you clean. The mercy of God. This is your prayer. The Father do something new. Something new in my life. Do something new in my life. Only you can help me, Lord. Do something new in my life. Everybody lift up your hands. This is how destinies change in atmospheres like this. Something is happening to your spirit. And you will see that something has changed. This is how God touches his people. This is how God visits his people. For he sent forth his word and he healed them and delivered them from their destruction. That is the power of the word of God. That is the power of the 
word of God. That is the power of the glory of God. That is the power of the glory of God. 